For the first time in Sprint Right Option podcast history, we get to talk about some positive quarterback injury news. What is that? Let's see if Jason and I can handle that here on a new Sprint Right Option podcast. Welcome, everybody. We are live. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go, Niners. Let's go, Niners. Sprint Ride Option podcast. We are live. It is a new episode of the Sprint Ride Option Podcast. I am joined, as always, by... I've been using the word incomparable a lot. I don't know why that's the word I've stuck on, but that's the word we're going to continue using today. The incomparable Jason Aponte. Jason, how are you doing on this lovely Friday evening? I'm good, Andrew. We're going to be talking about some positive 49ers news, but I want to ask you a question. First of all, make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, hit yes. that notification bell for when we go live, all of those things. And make sure you are subscribed to the Sprint Ride Option wherever you get your audio podcasts. But a trade-up happened today in the NFL draft, Andrew. And I just want to hearken back to a time when that was us. <laughs> yes. And don't you feel at least a little bit envious, just a little envious that your team isn't moving up into – pick number one pick number two pick number three to get a quarterback right now even if you even if you think it's an overpay even if you think that the bears fleece them which i do imagine being a carolina panthers fan right now at 8 17 eastern time what do you think is going through their head well i i I was going to mention the trade as well not from our standpoint but Schefter knew what he was doing with his tweet yes because Schefter's tweet the compensation tweet is so damn funny to me he tweets compensation update per sources bears trading number one overall pick to carolina four and it's a list pick number nine pick number 61 a first round pick in 2024 a second round pick in 2025 and then he buries the lead oh by the way wide receiver dj Moore, that really good receiver who averages like a thousand yards a season he is also going to the bears which i feel like is the number nine pick exciting that's great and all the Bears getting an established NFL player who is under contract through what 2025 is way better, way better than what a first round pick in 2025 could be. A first round pick in 2024 can be. I, I the fact Schefter buried the most important piece of compensation in that trade is the last piece. What what are we doing here, man? DJ Moore is the trade. The Bears just got everything else as well. And JKBG says, they said this trade was made with bits of real Panther, so you know it's good. 60% of the time, a trade-up works every time. Uh, every it's time. Science. I know that reference. Uh, I get the reference. I see. I get the reference. There you go. Let's go. Um, yeah, and aesthetically, DJ Moore wore number two for the Carolina Panthers. Justin Fields wears number one. Yes. One to two. That is aesthetically beautiful, especially in that beautiful blue uh, Bears jersey that they have as well, too. Um, DJ Moore, I'm not shy about showering praise on as one of my favorite receivers in the league. Our editor, KP, is a DJ Moore hater. And, you know, I hope he hears this. Hater. Uh, But... Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited to see what DJ Moore can do with Justin Fields. It's it's like my worlds are colliding. The guy that I banged the table for to be at pick number three and one of my favorite receivers in the league are now going to link up. Uh, the possibilities are endless at this point. 
So what what's better in your mind, Jason Aponte, the the number one to number two in Justin Fields to DJ Moore or Niners in 2021 with what should have been Jimmy Ward, number one, Jason Verrett, number two, Jaquaski Tart, number three, Emmanuel Mosley, number four, all in the same secondary. 100% is the secondary. I, yeah. and that was a coordinated effort. It was so yes. close to coming to fruition for very long, but it just didn't. But yeah, one, two, three, and four in the secondary. That is elite. And it goes hard. Just speaks to, yeah, and it just speaks to what the 49ers are more worried about and what's important is aesthetically pleasing numbers in second in groups. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. This it, one. Here it is. DJ Moore or DJ Moore, Jason. One rose. Who are you giving it to? That JKBG oh. asking the most important podcast or question of the podcast in the first five minutes. We love it. Who are you giving the flower to? I'm giving it to Terry because the 49ers had a chance to get Terry. They never had a chance to DJ Moore. Um, okay. I had always been a fan of DJ Moore, and DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel were two of my favorite receivers, and they were on the same team, and they. They literally had, I believe it was 11 and 12. They had the same numbers back to back. And, you know, there's that video of DJ Moore fake hugging the Curtis Samuel when he left that, like, kind of, like, broke me. Um, but at this point, Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin should be the guy that the 49ers didn't sign after four years because they thought he was too expensive um, as opposed to chasing the next Jalen Hurd, which, which is what they've been doing in every draft since. <laughs> I, th- I think uh... – as long as this podcast lives, we're going to get Jason Salty of the Niners not getting Terry McLaren. I think that's just what it is at this point. Um, yeah, it just it's it's as common on the Straight Right Option podcast as Andrew and Jason. Just it is what it is at this point, and that's okay. Jason, do we want to get to the Niners news, or do you have any final final thoughts? Actually, no, I had a final thought on it. To your point of do we miss these days of content? Yeah, absolutely. Because I was going to joke with you, Jason. I'm going to do a job for you this weekend. My, I have a b- very solid plan already for this weekend. I'm going to get very, I don't know what word to use, but you know what I'm going to get very, very not sober in Andrew's way. I'm going to watch kicker, college kickers for you. And I'll let, I'll report what? back to you, Jason Aponte. What on earth? I, I mean, yeah. it's just... It's just, I'm taking right, look, the work off of your workload. I'll tell you my honest opinion of what Stone Andrew thought of college kickers. I think that's a good way to spend my weekend, Jason Aponte. I don't understand why everyone continues to troll. Well, all right, I do understand why yeah, you should. You should know why me. we yeah. joke about it with you. Oh my goodness! Why this is this is the this now? You know what? I've been through a few excruciating off seasons of. You know, is Jimmy Garoppolo coming back? Is this quarterback yeah. going to be here? This is the most excruciating one. Like, it, it, it is right now yeah. at this point. Because now everyone is interested in what's my plan for kickers. Yeah. My plan is going for it on fourth down and stop relying on stupid kickers at this point. Let's uh, change the mold and just mm-hmm. sign Eddie Pinheiro at this point. But Tiberius you says, can... uh, uh, sup, fellas, th- keep up the great content. Appreciate you, Tiberius. Uh, I'll be honest with you. It feels like today, with the news that Andrew is going to talk about, feels like day one now of yeah. the offseason with free agency coming down the pipeline. This was the first domino that needed to fall. So I, I think the, now you'll see the content pick up for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, last point on the kicker thing. You could, you could have your Byron Youngs, your Jonathan Mingos, your Jammy Robinson tape, film, all that stuff. I'll watch Jake Moody all day for you, Jason Aponte. Breaking no news. I'll keep, I'll keep you up. The breaking news. 
breaking news. Bobby Trees has a new home. Oh, D'Amico, Bob Trees, D'Amico, Ryan's, D'Amico Ryan's welcome in Bobby Trees. That is going to be such a nice target for James Richard Garoppolo, if you so choose, which Bobby Sloak was not hesitant to talk about. Feels like no. tampering a little bit, Andrew Pesquini. Hey, hey, we can legally tamper on Monday, Jason. That was not tampering. This is tampering, tampering. The bad cop. Tampering, tampering. Okay. Well, yeah, Jason, what Jason's talking about. Sources, Ian Rappaport just tweeted minutes ago. We're going live, you know. Sources, former Titans and Rams wide receiver Robert Woods is signing with the Texans, adding a veteran presence to a young team. Two-year, $15.25 million deal with $10 million fully guaranteed. Max value of $17 million. Uh, Jason, I learned a couple weeks ago that Bobby Trees is his nickname, and I just was stupid for not recognizing it. No, it's not that, Andrew. Is um, <laughs> I think I think Bobby Trees is the name that has kind of floated in the fantasy football circuit. How we kind of like talk about him, so I don't feel so bad about it. But I want to say that I was a little shocked that you didn't know. That's all. Well, you would think I wouldn't have known because I'm a baseball guy in Rich Hill. We call him Dick Mountain. It's the same concept. I had no idea. Oh, wow. You didn't know about wow. Dick Mountain? No. And that's actually the greatest name I've ever heard wow. in my life in any sport. It really picked up steam a couple years ago when Major League Baseball had the Little League weekend because he was trying to get Dick Mountain as his nickname on the back of the jersey. Major League Baseball. No way. Uh, we're talking baseball already. So let, let's get let's get to the Niners uh, content, Jason Aponte. Uh, good injury news at the quarterback position for the first time in a long time. Brock Purdy underwent successful surgery to repair his ruptured UCL. Dr. Keith Meister went in there, said, no, nah, we don't need to do the full restructure. It is an internal brace surgery instead of the restructure. Timeline is he'll begin throwing in three months, which takes you about June's. Should be recovered, but in six months, which takes you to September there's this thing that starts in September called the football season. I don't know if he listen. It's it's March. I'm not here to talk about how ready he is in September because I barely can think about April at this point. But this is good news. He's going to spend the next three months recovering, and then after those three months, he's going to be able to start throwing and get getting ramped up. Um, I, I still think Trey Lance is your week one starter. I think the timeline might be a little too tight for the Niners' comfort, but. We're feeling really good about the good injury news because it could have been significantly, significantly worse. A hundred percent. And this was alluding to my tweet earlier about I'm not used to getting good news about the 49ers quarterback position. So I'm a little weirded out. Like, when's the where's the dagger going to come from? Where who's going to pull the rug out from under me? When are you going to make me feel something terrible? Yeah, this was the right move. I mean, this was the perfect timeline all of those things but yeah it does literally six months from now is week one now this is something that i found a little bit interesting people were pointing out that nick mullins was cleared within five months with Mm -hmm. the same injury and jake doholm had the tommy john reconstruction the full one and he was Mm -hmm. cleared in seven months so as opposed to the entire year, Jake DeHome was ready in seven months, and he said that he felt even better after because he doesn't play baseball. He plays football. Different injury, yes. different, different. Uh, I guess it's different strain on the arm. Different stressors and, on the arm. You're not throwing curveballs uh, with footballs. 100%. And Brock Purdy and Nick Mullins 
you know, there is a chance that he's there in five months. And if he's there in five months, then it puts him firmly in a position where feasibly he could be ready for week one. I am going to throw caution at everyone in terms of things never go the way that we want. We're even shocked that we got this news, even though everybody had always told us it was six months, right? We still, the more and more that it was delayed, the more and more anxiety actually like set in in terms of, oh my God, like, is this going to be worse? Is this going to be worse? But there is a chance and that's good enough. So for 49 fans, I'll tell you this, hope for the best, expect the worst. Yeah. But I do think that this, I never, I want to phrase this the right way because I don't want it to come off poorly. This injury is a perfect storm for the 49ers to figure out what they have in both guys. I think they have a clear understanding of what it is when it comes to Brock Purdy, you know, even after eight games, which I still tell 49er fans, let's slow down. I've seen this movie before. And 49er fans, I'm disappointed in you guys more than anything. You have seen this movie before with many quarterbacks, and all of a sudden now this is the time where it's going to be a little bit different, right? We've seen it with many quarterbacks that have lit the world on fire and all of a sudden things didn't work out. Not saying that that'll happen with Brock, but I'm just shocked at how many people are just gung-ho about, you know, Brock's in like it's it's him. But you do get a chance to take a look at Trey Lance. You do get a chance to see this. And, and best case scenario, you know, again, alluding to another tweet, best case scenario is if you want to turn this thing back over to Brock whenever it is that he's healthy, Trey Lance has done enough that he's made that conversation uncomfortable if not impossible to make. And I think that's what all 49 fans should be excited about is we have a legit quarterback competition that may mm-hmm. be brewing with two guys that many in the fan base feel strongly about. And who could argue with what you think Trey Lance is? Who can argue with what you saw from Brock Purdy? I think, for one, myself, just speaking for myself, this is an exciting time. I'm excited to see what these two young men can do. Yeah, and and I think the only thing this really changes right now, because as Jason said, this is going to be a quarterback competition. I don't think we need five months of how this is Trey Lance's job now or five months how this is Brock Purdy's job when he returns. We don't need that. I think the only thing this changes is what the Niners do at the quarterback position in terms of now what would be the third-string quarterback. I don't think you can go after an Andy Dalton a dare I say a Jameis Winston, uh, a Baker Mayfield with the sales pitch of, hey, you're probably the third string quarterback behind Lance or behind Purdy, whoever may be the second string quarterback. So I, I think that takes them out of the running of a free agent quarterback. And what that does put them in is maybe drafting a third quarterback, LKV saying bring back Nick Mullins. He feels like a great QB three. I think we need to lower the expectations of who the quarterback the Niners are going to look after. Outside, I'm going to continue my caveat of outside of those big fish names until those big fish names are gone, because I do think the Niners would prefer to just have a quarterback they know is going to be there and know what they're going to get out of him. Dare I say it, Tom Brady. I'm going to keep saying that name until he physically comes on this podcast and tells me personally that he is retired. Or dare I say a Lamar Jackson. I know a lot of people are excited about him. That's going to cost a lot. I Either way, you cut it. No matter when you're talking contract mm-hmm. or trade. But if we're talking about specifically backup quarterbacks, which, hey, Jason, this podcast has gotten really damn good at doing because we talk about them all the time. 
I don't think we're going to be talking about a Andy Dalton and Andrew Dalton respectfully uh, mm-hmm. or, or any of those higher names. We're just going to be talking about, well, who's that seventh round quarterback we could take instead of a kicker, you know, that, that type of thing. So I, I think that's the only thing that changes at this moment. September conversations are September conversations. And I think this is a September conversation, at least in terms of who's starting when both are healthy. Yeah, and Mike Silver, my new best buddy, um, he said something that was really funny at the at the combine. He said, I just feel like the football gods are going to allow me to cover a 12 for the 49ers this season. Awesome. And that's Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. So I reached out to him today on Twitter and I said, and you guys can check out the exchange. I said, so is the dream for a 12 quarterback yet? Because it seems like the Rodgers thing is about to be done. By the way, if that Jets thing gets done, I want my flowers for calling Cards to the Saints, Rodgers to the Jets. The last domino that needs to fall is Jimmy Garoppolo to the Las Vegas Raiders, which Jimmy would, Garoppolo TV three. Will you shut up, man? L- listen, anyway, um, it's it's to a point where it does feel a little odd that Tom Brady hasn't filed his retirement papers that he had the Fox sports job on the table and said, I'm going to take the year off because it did feel like today's surgery was the first domino for many things. And that's why I asked John Lynch, what I asked him at the combine about a veteran quarterback. It was more about when are you going to tell us how severe this injury is to Brock Purdy? So now that we know that it's six months, I think it puts you, depending on where you are in the veteran quarterback scale, it puts you in a place where it's like you could just roll with a Mike White like at this point. You could just roll with a guy who's there to just take snaps. And the 49ers may have to carry three quarterbacks just from PTSD alone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. PTSD alone. Um, But they may just have to come with three now. So is it a situation where Purdy goes on IR for four weeks? Is it a situation where he's ready to go right away? I don't know. But I do know that the 49ers are scarred. So now if you are bringing in a quarterback, it isn't someone who I don't think Baker Mayfield would come over here, which, you know, he, you know, speaking with Cleveland people, we don't want him anyway because he plays more Call of Duty a la Kyler Murray than he does in his playbook, literally out of the mouth of people that I spoke to at the combine. Or, you know, Andy Dawn, these guys – you being relegated to practice squad, I don't know if that's something that they want to do. And now that we have this timetable, sounds like you're firmly in Purdy, Lance, and just a guy who can just be around, not Josh Johnson. <laughs> Specifically not Josh Johnson. No, what not happened in the NFC. Respectful, like respectfully, it's respectfully. Just, if we want to talk about the PTSD side of it, then yes, Josh Johnson – Never again. I don't want to talk about him again. Not his fault. It's just he was the the victim of circumstances there. Um, but yeah, Jason, I, I really feel like the Niners offseason begins today. This was the first domino to fall. Now let's see where it goes from here. And I guess that's the next point we'll get to. We're not we're gonna not dive into free agency quite yet. Just to kind of give you guys an idea, the legal tampering period begins Monday the 13th, which is a couple of days from now. And then the new league year when free agency can begin, that starts 1 p.m. West Coast time, 4 p.m. East Coast time, Wednesday the 15th. So you get two days for legally tampering. I think they call it, they have something cooler, a real name for it that's not legal tampering, but that's just what I call it to make my brain easier. And then new league year, that's when all the free agency begins and players can start signing. We'll see what the Niners do. And and 
and I mean, just to give you an example from last year, a lot of people were talking about how excited they were for a guy like, you remember coming on this podcast, talking JC Jackson and, and saying how great of a fit he'd be. I don't think the name Charvarius Ward was mentioned once. The Niners went out and signed him. So who knows? We'll, we'll see what the Niners real plan is. I see a lot of speculation on Twitter, but We'll see what happens. We're going to start getting answers on what the 2023 Niners are going to look like. Uh, they also, Niners got some news yesterday that kind of helps tell you what the 2023 Niners are going to look like. The NFL announced their compensation picks for the 2023 NFL draft. The 49ers came out looking like bandits. They got seven confirmed compensation picks, more or less what people expected them to get. Uh, I'll list it anyways. Uh, 99th, the 101st pick, the 102nd pick, all in the third round. Fifth round picks, the 173rd and 216th. And then seventh round picks, the 253rd and the 255th. 253, 255, that's where I'm looking kickers and maybe the third quarterback. I'm going to keep running back that kicker thing. Uh, none of this is necessarily news be because it's just more official of what people expected. We could fill in the blanks. These compensation picks were for coaches, I believe, from last year, which is Mike McDaniel. Uh, Niners got comp pick for the DJ Jones signing signings like that. Uh, those are those comp picks. That's in addition to the four picks the Niners already had. So 11 picks entering the NFL draft. Jason, what, what are your thoughts? Sounds like that Christian McCaffrey deal, which everybody was like, why did you give up so much for a running back? Sounds like the 49ers kind of knew what they were going to get. And I want to, I want to point out something on here. The 49ers didn't hire all of these minority coaches with the idea of exploiting this rule. No. They hired minority coaches because they were the ones who were best and fit their team. And then when they got all of these, you know, jobs and these, it, you know, well-deserved jobs is when they reap the benefits of it. So I do want to kind of stomp out a narrative that I've seen about the 49ers only hiring minority coaches to exploit this rule. No, absolutely not. They hire coaches that hire coaches that will become GMs and, and organizational people that will become GMs and become head coaches, all of those things. It is a team and organization that is built on getting the right guys in the building. Mm -hmm. And then when you think about DJ Jones, all of these guys – that have been able to net you these comp picks. And there's more comp picks to be had. You know, D'Amico Ryan's just got signed. Um, you know, Martin Mayhew, those are gonna, those are going to start to pile up as well. It does make you understand why the 49ers was so all in on getting a talent like Christian McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. And for me, the 49ers have done an incredible job of building a roster whether it's conventional, unconventional, however you view it, through free agency with low-cost defensive line signings, with comp picks that they've moved up into drafts to go get. I mean, they traded comp picks to go get Trey Lance. That's part of it. They mm -hmm. traded comp picks, and they ended up with Dre Greenlaw. And, you know, they got, they got Brock Purdy from a C.J. Beathard comp pick. This organization is operating on a level where we highlight the misses and we look at, you know, particularly me, we just spoke about it, you know, Terry McLaurin, Jalen Hurd. Well, you know what? You afford yourself those kind of swings when you're hitting later on in the draft. Now, if we can just get away from this third round funk the 49ers have been in, aside from Fred Warner, I'd feel a lot better about these third round picks. But 
having three in the third round at least gives you a better chance to hit on one of them. The 49ers are just putting on a masterclass on how to build a roster and just continue to replenish the roster even when free agents leave. Yeah, and I believe, too, you mentioned the comp picks as well. I believe, wasn't Trent Williams acquired using a comp pick as well? Or is third, that uh, a third rounder? Was it a third round comp or was it just a third rounder? I don't, I I don't, don't really know exactly. that. I do know that Jordan Elliott wrote an incredible article on Niners Nation about how each comp pick was used. You'll find some misses, but you're going to find far more hits on them than you are going to find misses. So I implore you guys to check that out. Yeah, uh, Jordan Elliott, legend of the Sprint Right Option podcast, uh, Niners Nation. Jason Aponte and I also write for Niners Nation. Jason put out some great draft content. I put out four players to keep an eye on from players they met at the Combine. So NinersNation.com, go check that out. Uh, I'm so tired of so, watching draft stuff. That Well, that's why I'm covering kickers for you, Jason. I'm Thank getting you, the please, kickers for you. Please, because I, I'm I've, thinking for my friend. I've I've done uh, defensive line, offensive line, and uh, tight ends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have defensive backs coming out on Monday. But yeah, I've I've watched an exorbitant amount of college football in like a short span, um, and it's kind of frying my brain just a little bit. But hey, anything I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to get to that point as you, where I'm comfortable enough to talk about my thoughts on these prospects. So I, I'm I'm excited to see what content you push out because a lot of my draft knowledge comes from Jason Aponte, but I'm working Should on it. making more of my draft knowledge it's come from my own brain. It shouldn't, honestly, because, uh, you know, I've, I've missed on far too many picks. The only one that I can get right is the Terry McLaurin one, please. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Hey, I had Herbert over Tua uh, in 2020. There you go. So Boom. Did you send it as a, t- a text to a group chat? Like, do you have uh, a receipt on that? Like, I, that I might have a receipt. I have a, my, my dolphin friend. <laughs> who, who I've obviously been friends with for a while going through that process. I'm like, man, I know, I know everybody wants Tua to the Dolphins, but uh, I think you want this Herbert guy. And I have reminded him every week since. Uh, <laughs> Niners make a small move yesterday. There's a little bit of a cleanup. Uh, they extended Colton McKivitz, preventing him to hit, from hitting free agency, a two-year deal, $5.8 million. Uh, the $2.9 million APY uh, value per year, essentially is less than the second-round tender the 49ers would have had to give him. Uh, he's been here for a while, three years. The reason this is relevant, I don't know. It, it means nothing for Mike McGlinchey, at least as of this second. But Colton McKivitz alongside Jalen Moore, those are the two names that are that have been heavy favorites to replace Mike McGlinchey if, slash, let's be honest, slash win Mike McGlinchey leaves in free agency. Uh, I I don't know. I'm just they're they're keeping their guys that they need to keep. I I, I don't think I was ever worried about Colton McKivitz leaving in free agency. I think the Niners were always planning to keep him. It's good they get it done before free agency starts, so they kind of have a little bit of a plan going into it, especially at that right tackle position. Jason, thoughts on McKivitz staying? First of all, congratulations, Mike McGlinchey, because you are a Chicago Bear, my friend, Ooh, and I, you're gonna okay. yeah, and you're gonna get to. Block four, Justin Fields and Khalil Herbert. Excited for you. But, um, yeah, you know, this is a, a hell of a vote of confidence, at least in terms of the competition with Colton Kivitz. Mm-hmm. Um, This doesn't put the 49ers away from drafting someone also, which the 49ers have been known to do. I mean, look at Aaron Banks, you know, replacing Lakin Tomlinson. They put Band-Aids on things. Especially and I saw a little bit. 
yeah, Spencer Burford, but I mean, he was a rookie. He started right away. I, I, I kind of look at, you know, some of the replies that were out there when I spoke on that. And people were saying that's not starter money. I implore you to look at Jake Brendel's contract, $1.4 million. It's starter money if the 49ers want him to start. So don't necessarily, yeah, like don't look at the contract and say, that's not starter money. Tell that to Jake Brendel, who played for $1.4 million last year, played all 20 games, allowed one sack at the center position. So Cole McKibbins is firmly in the right tackle discussion right he's going to have it is going to be a competition at least now with who will it be with Jalen Moore will it be with someone that the 49ers might draft and funny enough Andrew we talked about articles on Niners Nation and I do think there is somebody who the 49ers might be interested that they actually did meet with in Indy Walter McClendon Jr. um, offensive tackle from Georgia Um, he played back-to-back years with with Georgia won national championships high motor guy Good football IQ. He's a solid anchor with a lot of, uh, you know, ready hands on, on and awareness of stunts and, and twists and things like that. Somebody who could play guard. So, you know, the versatility that the 49ers like. So, again, may not be somebody that immediately jumps into the starting rotation, but is someone who is waiting in the wings. And, again, the 49ers love their versatility. So, it's going to be interesting how they, they approach this right tackle position. But, it seems like Colin McKivitz right now, March 10th, feels like he's the clubhouse favorite. He's the, he's the clubhouse leader right now um, until we get to camp, until we figure out what the 49ers want to do in the draft and in free agency. Yeah, instead of calling it starter money, I think it's better to call it it's retainer money. They're essentially mm-hmm. keeping him to say, hey, if we don't have a solution to right tackle, congratulations, Colton McKivitz, 2.5 or whatever the money is, million dollars is starter money, but it's also cheap enough to where it's, hey, you're the backup, you're the rotational guy, you're good to go, we have you as that backup. So yeah, don't, I, I wouldn't worry about who the starting right tackle is until, dare I say, Jason Aponte, September, when we actually start figuring these things, I I would argue I won't know who the starting right tackle is until either A, Kyle Shanahan says it, or B, I turn on my TV on a Sunday in September and the Niners tell me who the week one training camp right will help. Is. Yeah, training camp will definitely help narrow that down. But yeah, in terms of what this means for the future of right tackle, it means absolutely nothing other than the fact that the Niners extended Colton McKivitz to a two year, $5.8 million deal. But it's also a very high trust player because he is the guy who started for Trent Williams in week 18 in 2021 against the Rams. And that's a, that's a very stressful situation to be thrown in. And I think if there's anything we have learned with Kyle Shanahan is trust is a huge, huge thing. If Kyle Shanahan did not trust Colton McKivitz to be ready for that situation, sure as hell guarantee you Colton McKivitz was not starting in that game. So, so take that as you may. Obviously the trust is there with Colton McKivitz and that might be all he needs to be the starter week one. Yeah. Right tackle. Kyle Shanahan is the I forget the the father's name in Meet the Parents, but he has the trust circle. The trust circle. And when you're in the trust circle, you can't break the trust circle. And as long as you do nothing to break that trust circle, you're in. Robert De Niro, I'm watching you. That's Kyle Shanahan. That's literally Kyle Shanahan when it comes to players from all positions. It's not just offensive line. It's not just something that is just conducive to one position right like 
If he trusts you, he'll play you, right? That's why Mm -hmm. Travis Benjamin got so many snaps, you know, a year ago, right? Like, you just, when you're in, you're in. And I do feel like there was a plan to, listen, McGlinchey's probably going to price himself out. We've got Colton McKibbitts. In the same Mm -hmm. way, we're not going to be able to retain Lincoln Tomlinson. Good thing we drafted Aaron Banks. In the same way that Jake Brendel might walk. And by the way, PFF, super disrespectful to put him 200 on your list of 200 free agents. Like literally. Did you make it even worse? It was like 202. Like it was some weird Something like, So So it was 202 free it. agents. Yeah, it was 202 free agents. And he was the last one. But there is Nick Sakel right behind you. I think the linchpin of all of this, like that linchpin, um, is Daniel Brunskill. No, 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 get out of here. It's it's eight out of ten. You're missing you're missing six more. Um is <laughs> Daniel Brunskill is Daniel Brunskill, Andrew Pasquini. Because Daniel Brunskill is your ultimate insurance policy for nothing. Not only can this man play any position on the offensive line at a moment's notice, but if Nick Sakel should stumble, you can go to Drake uh, to Daniel Brunskill. If your right tackle should stumble or get injured you can always pull in daniel brunskill daniel brunskill needs to be daniel brunskill is i would argue the guy that you need to bring back the most on this offense you cannot let walk you cannot let him leave if you do have to pay him a little bit more you do that because even in las vegas right um aaron banks goes down daniel brunskill comes in and he had been rotating with spencer burford at right guard steps in at left guard doesn't miss a beat I don't know how many play or teams that are, that have a player like Daniel Brunskill, a utility infielder, can play third, short, second, first. You know, like the only position he can't play is catcher at this point, right? And that's yep. kind of what Daniel Brunskill is, and he's your ultimate insurance policy. Why you try to show up this win now team that you so desperately keep telling us is win now, win now, and we can tell by the roster, but is always your safety net. Always, that's what I think. I, I love that. Daniel Brunskill is a very important. We, we talked about Brunskill a little bit a couple weeks ago, and, and, and his importance still stays. I was looking for the tweet, Jason. It is 202. So the tweet is, one, Lamar Jackson tag, dot, 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 202, Jake Brendel, the top 202 free agents. You want to know what the worst part about this tweet I just realized is? Yeah. They misspelled Jake Brendel. Yeah, it is, right? It's not an A. It's an E. It's E. Right. So... More brutal Boo, luck PFF. Boo, tomatoes, PFF. Tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. Or tomatoes, tomatoes. Ooh, meme. boo, Cordy. Yeah. Yes, they spelled it B-R-E-N-D-A-L. It's B-R-E-N-D-E-L. Come on. Come on, guys. The 202nd best. If we're misspelling the name of the 202nd best free agent on the market, what are we even doing here? Your PFF, man, you can tell us um, how many times a lineman has farted on, on certain plays and things like that. You can't even get their name right. Like, you have all these exorbitant stats, and, and you can't even get their name right. Like You give me a your scale answer. on every play that is either a two or a minus two, and you can't spell Jake Brendel's name right? What are we even doing here? Christ, man. Incredible, man. Uh, Chris Collins, Christ, man. Ho- holla at us, man. We need, we, you got to fire that guy, man. Jake Brendel. Brendel. Uh, Brendal. Uh, Jay said, that's really all the Niners news. Let's touch up on some free agency stuff. We mentioned everything is happening next week. I just got a kind of a hodgepodge of players that, I don't Ooh, know, may wait, or may not be wait, interesting wait. tonight. 
Say it again. Hodgepodge. Hodgepodge. Yeah. Hodgepodge. Cooking. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a word. Uh, it is. If, if if we are experts at talking backup quarterbacks on the Sprint Right Option podcast, Jason, we have enough knowledge to teach a class on. The 49ers are interested in Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know if you heard that. Oh, my that. God. Odell Beckham Jr. had a workout. I don't know exactly when, but 12 teams were there. One of them, your San Francisco 49ers. Odell Beckham talk is back, baby. <laughs> that's that's all I got on Odell any- Beckham. No, if you're going to blame anyone for this, don't blame the fans that are jersey swapping him. Don't blame the fans that are putting together how he can be used. It's Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle, I want to ask you a question, Coach, because I know you watch. You continue to show interest in this player, knowing full well that you can't get this man on the field without taking someone off the field that you love and, and you have a role for. You don't run three receiver sets. I don't understand why Odell Beckham would fit. And if this was 2019, I'm totally with it. I don't get it. But here's my thing. That means Juwan Jennings is off the field and you love his blocking and you love what he does on third down. And excuse me for scoffing at the idea that Odell Beckham would sign himself up to just be a third down guy and play on 27% of the snaps. Probably not. Now, let's just say you want to run three more, uh, three receivers more, right? Like maybe you just want a philosophy change. Well, then you take off your high priced fullback that you pay more than anybody to do. Kassianahan, I don't know what you're doing here and why you're looking at this because one, Odell Beckham's not going to take a smaller deal. Two, Odell Beckham is going to want a ton of targets. And three, Odell Beckham's not going to get a ton of targets because you've got already all these weapons and people that need to touch the ball. Kyle. Let it go, man. It's like the girl you had a chance with. You were in her DMs for a little bit. You fumbled the bag, and she kind of moved on, and you're still trying to get in. Come on, Kyle. Let it go, dude. Well, Let it go. As as the great Greek philosopher Jason Aponte once said, we are not the content creators, the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, yeah. Content creators, and that's, that's this example because I don't need to talk about Odell Beckham at this point. Uh, but the Niners – Keep insisting we do, and that's okay. I don't know. I'm cool. I'm cool with Odell Beckham. I love the idea of Odell Beckham in a Niners jersey. And I love Dawson uh, because uh, LSU until he dies. Um, ain't going to lie. Well, if OBJ becomes a Niner, I'm buying the jersey. I'd be well, excited too. Thing. I'm just trying to figure out how it works. That's my thing. It's like because like Jameis Winston would sign as the Niners' third-string quarterback. I would buy the jersey. Why would I not? Why would I not? I've memed it right. into existence. And, and the same uh, thing. If if Julio Jones showed up and he said, I want to play 27% of the snaps and I just want to play on third down, I'd be it. like, hey, Ayuk, pass off that 11, pal. Uh, there's a new, there's a new 11 in town, you know? And and I we have an affinity for our favorite players. We have an affinity for guys that, that are with it, but it's just it, – he doesn't fit. He just doesn't fit right now. It feels like – and, I'm you know, I'm just going to go for it. Odell Beckham. You are a Buffalo Bill, my friend. Enjoy that. Enjoy, buddy. Congratulations, Buffalo Bills. Hey, Jason, what about this thought? Julio Jones, instead of Brandon, are you giving away 11? Think about this. Purdy or Lance, whichever your preferred starting quarterback is, switches to Jersey 1 because Jimmy Ward may or may not be here. Julio Jones goes number 2 from the Titans days. We got we got our own Justin Fields, the DJ Moore 1-2 thing going. Oh. Man, yeah, there God, you go. 
this is this was supposed to be a family show and it's turned X-rated somehow. <laughs> I, I look, Julio Jones is is somebody who I think should really consider hanging it up. It's just again my my favorite player. Again, I would have loved this two years ago. I would have loved this a year ago. You know, situationally to use it, but yeah, it's just you have to really think about this offense and the way it's constructed, right? Like Jawan yeah. Jennings is somebody that they brought back. You know, they had all the rights to him. It made sense to bring it back. It's like a million dollars, um, and you know, again. Are you going to take Kyle Juszczyk off the field, who's so valuable not only in the run game, but in identifying man versus zone just by moving him around a little bit and creates mismatches against linebackers that that end up trying to cover him because he's such a good route runner. Mm-hmm. I just think that you've invested so much money in other players for you to try to go for Odell Beckham, who doesn't necessarily fit right now at this point. Yeah. I didn't expect to spend this much time on Odell Beckham. That's okay. So I'm just going to list the other players I have. And if you need to stop and say something, just say it, Jason. Interrupt stop. me. I'm going to say stop, stop, stop. No. Go. Brandon Graham signs a one-year deal to stay with the Eagles. I know some Niner fans were intrigued with him as an edge mm-hmm. rusher. He is going nowhere. Uh, the Vikings released wide receiver receiver Adam Thielen today to save some cap money. I don't think that's a Niner fit. Just kind of per who? Uh, per Jason Aponte, there we go. Oh. I gotta get my sources right. There we go. Jason Aponte may or may not have filled this out on Monday. Oh. He said he said he doesn't want to get into the news. I don't want to get into it, gets, but... but when he gets something right, he wants to let you know. Uh, <laughs> Ian Rappaport had a very interesting quote on the Pat McAfee show. Quote: A lot of teams think the Ravens will match a Lamar Jackson offer sheet no matter what. That's kind of my pipe dream is the Niners are interested in Lamar Jackson, regardless of how much it costs. But hey, something to keep an eye on. Eagles cornerback Darius Slay was given permission to seek a trade. The Eagles hope to find a solution and keep him. Uh, he's Andrew, a pretty good player. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew, you want me to drop something? Go ahead, drop it. The 49ers reached out to the Eagles about Darius Slay. That may, yeah. That, 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 that's why I mentioned it, because the Niners have a need at cornerback right now. I, I think they're going to be turning over. No, that's, rock and... that's happened. It's happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Just wanted to say that. Doesn't mean it's happening, but the 49ers reached out to Slay. They they reached out to the Eagles to see about Slay. In more news on another cornerback the Niners have reached out about, uh, the Vikings waived Cameron Dantzler today. The Niners were interested in him in 2021. So see what that is. Maybe the Niners kick out to him. Uh, This is my pipe dream. The Saints offered quarterback Jameis Winston a restructured deal as a backup to Derek Carr. He has until Wednesday to sign it, or he will become a free agent. Become a free agent, Jameis. Sign with the Niners. I will stand you harder than anybody's ever stand you in your life. And then last but not least, a little NFC West news. Rams released left our uh, linebacker. Leonard Floyd, after three seasons with the team, the move saved the Rams $3 million, but they'll also take on $19 million in dead cap. And there's my free agency update kind of people to keep an eye on. Cameron Dantzler was somebody that the 49ers were interested in. Um, And if you were to bring him in, it's just purely on depth. Because I do think Emmanuel Mosley finds his way back to this team with the injury based on the fact that he injured himself week five. That's a year-long thing. Um, So that is somebody that you should – Probably count on coming back. Lenore will slide back to the slot. And Samuel Womack will get the first few weeks to build up his confidence. And it all depends, really, on what's going to happen with Deshaun Gibson. I know Jimmy Ward opened the door back up about coming back. But will he just be open to taking nickel money as opposed to being mm-hmm. such such a good safety for so long? Um, especially when there's Houston. I don't care what D'Amico told me, which, oh, my God, completely shut down my question. So good uh, in terms of media training. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, well, we'll see, man. He was like, if it's a part of the process, well, I was just like, damn, shut me up. I have no follow-ups. Like, you completely nailed it. Um, but, yeah, I I mean, the camera dancer thing is a little bit interesting just because the 49ers showed interest. Um, but, you know, the the one thing that I think 49ers fans are kind of waiting on in terms of free agency, and Jordan Elliott has written about, is Zadarius Smith, if you become available, I'm sorry. I agree with Jordan. You've got to jump all over that. All over that. I mean, pairing him on the other side with Bosa would give you a one-two punch. Listen, I know we all want something from Drake Jackson, but you can't tell me on hand that you want to win a Super Bowl and on the other hand say that you don't want to Darius Smith. So um, that's something to keep an eye on. He asked mm-hmm. for a release. Minnesota hasn't released him yet, right? They haven't released him yet. Maybe they'll find a way to, to bring him back. But my goodness, man, if Zadarius Smith is out there, if you're trying to beef up this pass rush, I don't know how you do it faster than getting Zadarius Smith. I, I like the move of asking to be released and then sending the, I just want to say thank you to Skull Nation for an amazing season and experience. Thank you to all of my teammates, coaches, and the entire Minnesota Vikings organization. Just dropping the thank you is like, hey, I don't know if I'm actually out of here, but like I really want to be out of here. Goodbye. I, I love that move from Zadarius Smith. And yeah, absolutely. He's a player the Niners are going to have to be on as well. My bad for missing that, but the Vikings haven't really moved on it yet. So we'll, we'll see what happens. As we said, Jason Aponte, Monday, the legal tampering period opens up. You can start talking to free agents. Wednesday, 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, 4 o'clock East Coast time. That's the new league year. Jason, I was thinking, I'll just call out of work that day, and we'll treat it like it's like the new year, like the you know the new, the new year we celebrate every year in January, and we'll just be hammered before 1 o'clock and just do a podcast. Like happy new year, hammered at one o'clock on a Wednesday. Oh, so wait, I get to I get to drink like it's New Year's because of the league New Year. Andrew, yes. sign me up, man. Oh yes. my goodness. And we'll and we'll we'll do the smart thing and put ourselves on camera on the internet live for everybody to see what we say. Okay. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I gotta I gotta figure out a way to call out of work, but we'll we'll work out. I don't have much PT. I'm going, I'm going to the have I told you I'm going to the Philippines in May. So a lot of PTO taking nice. up that. Nice. So you know that, I love just, that for you. Go get hey, some sun, know. pal. I need it. Hey, man, it's supposed to rain for like seven days straight in Sacramento, California, so I'm not going to see much sun. Uh, Jason, do you have any other things before we get out of here? We're talking about the weather in Sacramento, California. Probably a good sign. We need to start like wrapping up here. Wrapping this up. Um, yeah, I think that 49er fans should be patient in terms of, oh, we haven't made any splash signings or anything like that. There's a lot of – surprise names that are going to be mm-hmm. on the way that are cut right and i think that the organization had a plan for who they thought would be available but they will make moves make moves based on who's available yeah so i do think it's time to be patient a little bit um you know it, they have to restructure some deals sunday is really like the day where you got to ramp up and then monday it's like full go like legal tampering i fully expect mike mcglinchy to sign meaning another comp pick coming back to the 49ers for mike mcglinchy um so yeah i i do want to say like if you're focused in on guys right now settle in a little bit just because there will be players at probably the same position that are coming out that make more sense years wise money wise where they are in their career um, and I think that that's something that everybody should be fluid with at this point. 
Yeah, a lot can change. I mean, the list of free agents can change. I don't I don't think a lot of people, I mean, except for Jason Aponte, they really expected Adam Thielen to be released today, things like that. Like, I did. There's going to be names. Damn it. That Why did I tweet surprises. that, man? I was too drunk. I'm sorry. I was too drunk leaving Prime 47 that night, man. I had to, like, go get my bag and go right to the airport. I had, I was given that news right there, like, and this was the, the last day that I was there for the combine. But I don't want to get into this because nobody ever believes you, one. And then, two, nobody ever comes to you and say, says, you're right. So it's just like, I don't care. Uh, I'll keep it to yeah, myself it's, and, I'll, and I'll just chuck it on myself. It, it doesn't seem as fun. I mean, the situation that woke my eyes up to it was the hobby where he he had the Robert Solid of the Jets thing like week before that happened. Nobody yep. really cared. And then the Safford thing, which, which, you know, we found out in the years since that was pretty close to happening for the Niners. And, and people only want to remember that. But, hey, we love Javi here on the Sprint Red Option podcast. Uh, shout out Big Javi fans. We love Javi here. But, hey, a lot of this wouldn't be possible without Javi Vega. So uh, we, right. we love him. Jason, I already asked you your final thoughts. I got good news. Uh, we're th- Uh-oh. 20 days away. Yankees, Giants, baseball. Oh, my God, Andrew. I'm upset. All right. Here's why. Okay. Well, not only is that the – fucking half the roster is already on the fucking um il you know you know whatever harrison bader you know rodan canely and you know whatever okay i got an email today and getting prices for opening day are 65 dollars andrew pasquini and you were supposed to come hug me here on the east coast probably more probably a little more hugs but i will be in Disneyland, Disney World, whatever the world, world is, is, is the is Florida part. one. Yeah, world. Yeah, Disney World with Averly for her birthday, and unfortunately, I yeah, I do too, and I'm happy for her, but uh, I will be missing opening day uh, with you. But as soon as I get back, uh, the first game that I can, I'm going right to the stadium well, because I need baseball. Well, all the bad news for the Yankees and the Giants just beat Team USA. The Giants are literally the linear defending world baseball classic champions right now i don't know if you've thought about that yet so no that's a pretty pretty big Please pretty tall it. task for the yankees on opening weekend if you ask me jason avante um hey we'll be back next week probably my guess is monday i but don't don't take my exact word for it probably wednesday oh we'll, 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 we'll see uh andrew wolves win they got southampton it, it just it really it really depends, man. Like Lopetegui's Wolves, they looked decent against Tottenham last week, but a couple weeks before they came out pretty flat against, I forget oh, who was it. It was the last place team, whoever it was. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if they, they they tend to come out ready to play against teams that are significantly better than them. So I'm I'm excited. Ariel, let's go Dominican Republic World Baseball Classic. Did you Look, see Italy? Did you see Italy with the espresso machine in the dugout? I did. I did. I and you know what? I, I love, love cool. the – I love the – the Taiwan team, you know, having their their like, you know, um, the way that they they hype their their fans up. I love all this. Oh, I'm not betting you, Ariel. Get out of here. Listen to me. If the Dominican Republic do not win this World Baseball Classic, what? it is a crime amongst <laughs> crimes. Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Their general manager is this guy by the name of Nelson Cruz. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. He's pretty good at baseball. And they played the Phillies in their exhibition game. And he, for shits and giggles, got off the bench and, and gets up to hit. And, you know, you'd be like, oh, well, he's not signed. He's like, this man 
destroys a baseball and sends it to Mars, and that's their general manager. If you look one through nine through that that Dominican Republic team, that is gross. That is absolutely gross. If they lose, it's 100% a disappointment. It's got to be DR, and I'd put all my money on that. Well, Jason, I got good news for you on your Nelson Cruz thing. He's actually a general manager player for the DR, so he's playing. Wow. And wow. he is currently signed with the San Diego Padres. Wow. So there you go, crushing everything. But hey, either we love, way. We love the designated hitter in the National League what, because Nelson Cruz can sign here now. What I do love is the general manager for the Italy team is Mike Piazza. Oh, it's not me. It's not you, Andrew Pasquini. It's Mike Piazza. Uh, well, listen, what name is more Italian, Piazza or Pasquini? I think you just answered that. Piazza uh, almost okay. sounds like pizza. Uh, Pasquini sounds like linguini, though. Aha. Now we're getting yeah. to the weeds here. All right. It, yeah. it might be time to end this one. <laughs> hey, this is what this is why off-season content's elite, because we just spent 45 minutes seriously talking about the 49ers, and here we are talking about – Hey, Piazza Pasquini, which is the more Italian name? Gabi, you hey, look, I'm, I'm stuck in between here. I'm stuck okay. in between here. I'm okay. Puerto Rican. Lasorda's a good a- one. Averly, Averly's half Dominican. It's like win-win here. Like, I get the win. I get the win-win-win-win here. You know? Um, Love it. You know, I think it was the World Baseball Classic in which Averly was about to be born. Puerto Rico actually knocked off DR. Um, and then they lost to USA so. in in the championship. Um, yeah. so that was that was a fun time, you know. But uh, it just the Dominican Republic are they're just too loaded, man. They're too good. Yeah. Too good. I like how Ariel tried to take the best team in the World Baseball Class. He's like, I get them, and I'll bet you, Jason. Like, I bet you that the best. Team He's Dominican. Hey, He's Dominican. Know. That's not fair, yeah. man. It's not fair. Yeah. Ariel is gonna watch that shit. Eating salami and mangu and and blasting bachata the whole time, and he's gonna have a blast. And 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 we're just gonna have to watch them cook, bro. Hey, just just don't sleep on Japan and Shohei Otani and and uh, Lars Newtbar. By the way, Lars Newtbar big in Japan. Do you do you think it hurts Rich Madrid that the first time Mike Trout ever plays like meaningful baseball isn't for the Angels, it's for Team USA once every four years? I told him, trade him to the Yankees so that man could sniff the postseason for once, man. I mean, it's only right. How can you leave out the best player in the world, man, and just be like, he can't get – he doesn't play on the biggest stage? I need to know what I mean. Well, how does it look like I live in Montana? I'm curious. It's like my – it's just a living – it's just my living room. I think I it's know. the I beard. A, I have the painting of Jackie Daytona behind me. I don't it's know. It's the beard. It's the beard and the hair. Like, you look like yeah. a lumberjack. Yeah, I got to clean up. I mean, one right, day we're I'm going to – Everybody's going to be shook, and I'm just going to be come here. No beard, no hair. We're good. Jason Aponte. I'm going to kick you out. I'm going to be like, that's not Andrew. (laughs) That's not Andrew. Jason Aponte, as always. Let's go Niners, and what a fun way to end this. Let's let's go Niners, and let's let's see what they do. Next week's going to be pretty fun.